Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Another week, another wild week of news and Kansas Jayhawks intrigue and minutia. And man, even when the offseason comes in, doesn't mean the fun season stops. Welcome in, everybody. The most fun show you'll ever listen to, the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Once again, a lot to get to today. Uh, I do want to quickly mention the national championship game from this past Monday, or the, the coronation, if you will. Uh, there's a new, speaking of a coronation, there's a new man on the throne at Kansas Athletics that I will briefly touch on. And then more roster news. Crazy stuff. Uh, more is happening within the Kansas ranks. People are coming. People are going. Not necessarily just players. And then on top of it all, speaking of the man on the throne and a coronation and every sort of king, sort of, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, but there, there is news with the head man of Kansas basketball. So we'll try to get to all of that. Appreciate you listening and whatever method it is that you listen, iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform that you prefer. I am Jonas Nordman, always open to direct messages and people inquiring and asking. So don't hesitate. Here's where we're going to start off. I want to start with a congratulations to a program and to people who this will probably fall in deaf ears to, but how about the Baylor bears? Huh? How about the Baylor bears all year long? I was sitting here saying we're sort of on a collision course, right? Gonzaga and Baylor are by far the two best teams in the nation. I think they basically showed that throughout the course of the tournament. Baylor had their scuffle during the regular season. Yes, they missed three weeks, sort of to their own doing, the the corona, the COVID suspension of play, and then one situation that was out of their control with the, the bad weather down in Texas. They sort of scuffled their way into the tournament. Kansas beat them. Man, that must have been a down point in their season. <laughs> they didn't win the Big 12 tournament. Oklahoma State and Kate Cunningham took care of that. And they were actually losing about midway through the first half of their first round game against Hartford. But basically from there on out, Baylor turned on the Jets, clamped down on defense, and proved that there was another great team in the nation all year long that the overall national media, I don't know if they were necessarily ignoring them, but an undefeated season is an undefeated season. And Gonzaga and Jalen Suggs and Kispert and Timmy were getting a lot of, really a lot of the focus. Am I surprised by the result? Maybe that was a blowout. Not that Baylor won, of course. And I know I give Scott Drew a lot of grief, and I have given Scott Drew a lot of grief, and it's deserved. He's corny. There's the undeniable accusations of cheating and 
when he took his team off the court during the video, the pregame video at Allen Fieldhouse many years ago. But it's got to be said, this is the best reclamation project, certainly in college basketball. Considering he took over a program that probably should have been decimated and just wiped off. It was a program and a coach in Dave Bliss that he took over that had murder within its program and trying to blame the issues within the program on the player that had died. Yeah, sounds harsh, but it's the truth. Look it up. Dave Bliss, big scumbag. (laughs) So Scott Drew comes in and what, 20 years later? Sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of literally building a program from the ground up, pretty amazing. Baylor had the best defense in the country. You know, second best defense in the country last year, the best this year, and they flexed their muscles. How much was Gonzaga affected by the game against UCLA on Saturday? I don't think it should have made that big of a difference, but they clearly, it took Gonzaga a little bit to get their sea legs under them. Gonzaga is an amazing team. And I'll get to the whole, they play in a weak conference stuff in just a second. But for them to be losing again in a national championship game, I don't think, I don't think that's where the point of they play in a weak conference should come in. My biggest thing was, if you are going to have a perfect season, a season that is remembered forever, and every time a team has gone undefeated into January, potentially even into March, and they start saying the first time someone's been undefeated since blank, the last undefeated season was blank. And if you're going to have the 2021 Gonzaga Bulldogs on there, it, it wasn't sitting well with me. And that's where the conference comes in. Because Gonzaga is great. Kansas played them, right? First game of the year. Didn't stand a chance. It was a close game there in the second half, but the better team won. But Gonzaga gets to gear up for, what, five really good non-conference games a year? And they schedule tough. Again, I know they schedule tough. They're not, they realize what's going on. They know what they need to do. They schedule tough non-conference games. But that's essentially their Super Bowl. They play those tough non-conference games, and then they get a bye for two, two months, January and February, when they get into conference play. And I feel like this is something I talk about all the time with Kansas, and the fact that they get the, the target on their back when they go into conference play, and they get everyone's best shot. It doesn't matter how terrible K-State is, right? It's going to be a tough game more times than not because you know, these are still Division I-level college players giving it their all. Same thing if it's when Baylor was terrible, when Iowa State's terrible. When Kansas comes to town, they have that target. It's the sellout game. You know, it's the T-shirt game for the opposing arenas. And when there's actually decent players on the other roster and players that could go to the NBA, like Iowa State sucked last year. But they had Tyrese Halliburton on the roster, who's in the running for Rookie of the Year in the NBA. That doesn't happen in the WCC with Gonzaga. When Gonzaga shows up to Pepperdine and to LMU and they get their best shot, it doesn't matter because LMU's best shot 
is not worth a damn. Sorry. More power to those kids, and they're more than able to make the tournament and have pro careers. But it's just the fact of the matter in the grand scheme of college basketball. Every now and then, BYU is decent. Like this year, they made the tournament right. St. Mary's will put a good product out there. And so Gonzaga has to show up again for like one or two games in conference play. So for them, and St. Mary's is not playing well these days. Like they're on, they're on a downslope of their, of their program. So for Gonzaga to go undefeated, didn't sit well with me. I'm happy for Baylor. Drew Timmy can stop doing his stupid mustache celebration. Don't do that when you're down 17, Drew. It's a bad look. <laughs> it's all well and good when you're blowing out other teams by 25. But you're down by 17. You have no energy. Your team is losing every loose ball. Maybe put away the mustache celebration. Congrats to Baylor. And I'm happy for the Big 12. No, there was a point after that second round where I was like, oh, my God, that took a really bad turn for the Big 12. Thanks a lot, Shocker Smart. You ruined everything. Baylor was the only team that made it to the second weekend, and they went all the way. So it'll be interesting to see how they look next year. I expect Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell, and Jared Butler to leave school. Meyer will return. Flagler will still be there. Excellent shooter who made a huge impact. For Baylor, but he seems like more of a catch-and-shoot guy, less of a create-off-the-bounce type of guy. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Baylor. All right, that's enough talking about other teams that aren't Kansas. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. And like I said, there is a new man in charge. This show is a lot of things, but what we, what we are for sure are job killers. Went after Jeff Long's behind, got him canned. So there's now a new athletic director for Kansas Athletics. I'll keep this one short and sweet. Basically give you the bare bones. It is Travis Goff. You know, if you're a Rams fan, you can break out those Goff jerseys. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, maybe you just got some new Jared Goff jerseys. It's all going to work. Same last name. Where does he come from? He's actually a Kansas graduate, which is great, I guess. (laughs) His official title at Northwestern, where he just came from, he was the deputy director of athletics. So, you know, not the the man, but pretty high up. Slash assistant vice president, parentheses, development, a.k.a. Let's get those donations. What's my opinion on him? I don't have one. I'm going to stay out of it. I didn't watch his press conference. Wasn't able to. I'm in different time zones. You know, it was at a weird hour. Didn't even realize what's happening. And it's all eyewash anyways, right? Of course, every athletic director is going to come in and say, I have a vision. This is my dream job, right? I believe him. And a lot of people online seem to think he really won the press conference. But I'm going to stay out of this one. I'm not going to have an opinion because every single time or the last couple of times that Kansas has hired an athletic director, I'd be like, oh, man, I'm I am buying what this guy's selling. Whew, this guy can really spin it. Love this hire. 
Oh, Jeff Long has some experience at Arkansas. He knows less miles. What? So good luck, Travis. Hopefully you have been well-informed on the NCAA violations, and we'll see what you can do with the football program, right? Seems like a lovely guy. Three children. You know, he doesn't really jump off the page in terms of the picture. But you know what? That's fine. Going to be a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Good luck, Travis. We're rooting for you. Can't do much worse than the previous two. I don't know if that's really a, a backing of support. Like, can't do much worse. <laughs> but I, I hope he does well. I do. All right. Speaking of coming on in, KU once again has added a new player to the roster for next year. If you watch the NCAA tournament all the way back in the first four, the play-in games, if you watch one shining moment, there was one dunk that stood out above the rest. It was probably the dunk of the tournament, actually, and they came all the way back on the first day of play. I came from Joseph Yasufu, a young man from Bolingbrook, Illinois, and he threw it down on the heads of Wichita State, so... Love that. And next thing you know, the news, I think it was two days ago, Joseph Yasefu is transferring to Kansas. So here we go. The numbers don't necessarily jump off the page at you, but I'll tell you why that's not important in just a second. His stats for this past year, 12.8 points per game, about 13 points per game. All right, that's not bad. 1.8 rebounds, he's a guard, doesn't matter. And basically, two assists per game. So about 13 points per game, you say, okay, that's not bad, but he was in a lesser conference. But check out the numbers on the run that he just put together. To finish the season, he scored in double digits every game, and this is going back to February 17th. And it's one thing to say he was in double figures every game. You know, wow, 10 points, 11 points. But going back to the 17th, get ready for these numbers. 20 points, 32 points, 36 points, 16, 21, 25, 12 against Loyola, Chicago, in which he shot 4-15. So, you know, that's not great. Great defensive team, though. Then 21 points against Wichita State. And 26 and 39 minutes in their tournament loss to USC. He is stocky, I think is a good way to put it, but athletic, as we saw with the dunk against Wichita State. And he is finishing the season on a hot run. He knows how to score. And just a week after I say Kansas's best offenses. And best teams have always come with a scoring point guard, right? Again, go back to Mario Chalmers. Great defensively in college. He was still honing his offensive ability, but he knew how to score, right? Sharon Collins, though. Frank Mason. Devontae Graham. Devon Dotson. Tyshawn Taylor, if you want to say it. Hell, Elijah Johnson. 
He was a scoring guard, shoehorned into the point guard position. And that was a team that went to the Sweet 16, should have gone to the Elite Eight. Nadir thought, no, no. Not, that might not be the best example. <laughs> but the point stands. You bring in Jordan Yosefu. He's a guard. He's a scoring guard. This feels a bit more like a player that Bill Self can really work with. So you bring him in with the kid that just flipped from Louisville, another scoring-type stocky guard. And you sort of start to see the, the shapings of this roster. I mean, the starting five will probably be jo- Joseph Yosefu. I think he's going to insert right in. Depending what happens with the NBA draft, and he's not really being mentioned that much. Uh, Ochai Baji. I think Christian Brown, for the time being, stays in the starting lineup. Jalen Wilson, Dave McCormack. And this is now an offseason. Hopefully, with fewer and less restrictive COVID protocols, a chance for Christian Brown, Jalen Wilson, Ochai Baji to really get after it on the practice courts. I'm going to stop right there because once they start dreaming, you can't stop me. <laughs> so, what does this mean for Ty Ty Washington? I don't know. Still hasn't committed on his 24 7 page. He is still warm to UCLA, Oregon, Oklahoma State, Kansas. And Arizona. I'm going to take Arizona off the list for now, which probably means he's going to go there. But they did just fire Sean Miller, their head coach. That's usually not a good sign when trying to recruit someone. I'd love to go to your school, but you don't have a head coach. Oh, the staff that is recruiting me is no longer there. Still want to go there. So let's let's just say it's between Kansas, Oklahoma State, Oregon, UCLA. Bringing in Joseph Yosefu maybe affects the recruitment of Ty Ty Washington. Because they'll also have Pettiford on the roster, a lot of point guards. And for the time being, still the Trell Jostles on the roster, but the rumblings are that he's going to transfer soon. I'm surprised he hasn't actually already by the time I've recorded this. Everyone seems to think he was going to be leaving this week. I guess there's still a day. So if not Ty Ty, I think Christian Bishop, the the transfer out of Creighton. I have no backup. I have no information for this, but I just feel like Christian Bishop's going to come to Kansas. Stay tuned. I I like what I'm getting at is I like the Yusefu signing. I think it's the right type of player. I think it's the right type of fit for the roster. And it creates competition. I just think there needs to be more competition on this roster. Quality competition. Iron iron sharpens iron. All right, to the bench, but not the players. You're listening to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I am Jonas Norman, someone very familiar with the bench. Leaving Kansas Athletics also, assistant coach Jaron Howard. That was kind of surprising, but supposedly to those within within the program and in the know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not a shock. He's going to Texas. He's going to join Chris Beard's staff at UT. 
which I that I find surprising, staying within conference. But so be it. Good luck, Jarrett. I hope everything goes well. I'm a little surprised. Again, he left Bill Self, who was his coach at Illinois. But again, if this is the right career move, the best to him. So where does Kansas go from here for their assistant coach position? Bill Self said yesterday at the Travis Goff introduction that he's he, well, he sort of chuckled and said, it's good to know that so many people want to be a part of our program. Okay, Bill. But he said they're going to take their time. They're not really looking to fill the position quite yet. Names to keep an eye on? Aaron Miles. I think this would be the perfect hire. And I think the hire is most likely going to be much like Jaron Howard, the young recruiter type. He brought a lot of energy to the team and was supposedly an ace recruiter. Although a lot of people are complaining about the recruiting lately. So with that being said, maybe losing Jaron Howard is not that big of a deal. But Aaron Miles has NBA ties. He's coached in the G League. Obviously, Kansas superstar. I think that's got to be number one. And if anything, I, I think you have then set Bill Self's successor. You can get anyone you want for Kansas. But this might be a guy in Aaron Miles who might be pretty sought after for a lot of jobs regardless. We'll see. I think Jeremy Case, who is already on staff, is like an operations scouting type of guy. He's a coach, but not officially a coach. I think it'd be a pretty natural fit just to slide Jeremy Case over. Sorry, I'm just sort of, I'm just thinking about it. I think Jeremy Case is probably the favorite, to be honest. Again, it's it's in-house, right? Bill knows him. But the one I really want, and this goes against what I was saying, I think it's going to be a young recruiter type. And I don't know if this guy wants to do it again to take that role. But I, I would bring back Danny Manning. He's available. He's there. He's back in Lawrence, I think. It just felt right when he was on staff. You could see the tangible change in the big men when he was still there. I know that big men play is not the biggest deal anymore. and You need shooting. But there was just something about having him on staff. And you could see the improvement in the players. I like seeing that tangible improvement. And not that it hasn't happened since he left. But with him there, you felt good about a guy like Thomas Robinson getting better. The Morris twins getting better. I mean, imagine if David McCormack was under the tutelage of Danny Manning, which he may be without Manning being officially on staff. I don't know. I, I'd really love for him to be on, be back on the bench with Bill Self. And now that he's got the head coaching experience, it's just another mind to bounce back and forth off of. It's, it's an arms race in college athletics. If you've got a former head coach who's a program legend, I'd love for him to come back. I don't think Danny Manning should be the head coach at Kansas, by the way. I just don't think it happened for him. 
elsewhere. And in that assistant role, man, it just feels like it needs to happen. All right. One last piece of news. And speaking of coaches and Bill Self, we may not really need to talk about his successor for a long time. (laughs) Bill Self earlier this week on April 2nd, so it wasn't April Fool's Day, signed a lifetime contract. (laughs) How does that work? Well, it's a five-year rolling agreement that automatically adds one year at the conclusion of each each season for the remainder of his career. You know what? Congratulations to Bill Self. It is deserved. The one national title is at the point where we're starting to look. You know, it's 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 been a while since 2008, right? KU though has been consistently excellent. Has had teams that are worth national title consideration. That while they didn't get it done, you know, that's not necessarily a black mark on Bill Self. If anything, you see what happened with Gonzaga and other teams like 2015 Kentucky. It's just hard to win a national title, right? To win six games in a pressure cooker of an environment, it is hard. And like I've said on this program, what other coach are you going to want? This is this is the guy for Kansas basketball. This is a guy that routinely in-game has schooled coaches like Roy Williams, Coach K. Usually schools Scott Drew, but Drew's got it rolling right now. So, yeah, if you're Bill Self, Stan, great news like me. If you're a Bill Self detractor for whatever reason, it's usually the haters who talk about the the payment for players and whatnot. Hey, he's not going anywhere for the time being. And and if anything, this should put to bed any of the NBA talk, right? And what it really does, and this is what we'll finish on, what people are interpreting it as, Double middle fingers to the NCAA. No matter what the punishment or no matter what comes down, he's not going anywhere. We believe in what he's saying. We believe in what he's doing. Even if you put sanctions on the team, so what? Bill Self staying here. So take that, NCAA. Hope you made a lot of money from this tournament. Probably did. From what I understand, it was very highly rated. So congratulations to the NCAA. Wonderful season. Good job with those women's weight rooms early on in the tournament. Congratulations to the Baylor Bears. Uh, We made it through the entire regular season, folks. So congratulations to us. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Tune in next week. Who knows what's going to happen? Could be roster news. Could be a new coach. You never know with this team and with this program, with this school. It's what makes it wonderful. Uh, Maybe we'll start getting into the player-by-player analysis. Maybe we'll do some Jayhawks in the NBA. Who knows? At this rate, the show writes itself. (laughs) There's always news coming in, and I'm sure that'll be the case next week as well. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Rock Chalk. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up, cause you know we're about to rip shit up. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.